what's the what's the what's should the new sign on be? What did we have an old sign on? Well, it used to be my name is Justin McElroy and I know the best game of the week. Yeah, that's true. How about my name, my is, name Justin is Justin McElroy, McElroy and I'm the best. Let's dip our dicks in it. My name is Justin McElroy. Let's dip our dicks in it. Let's f some games. Um, we could sing the theme song to Pinwheel. You remember that show? Pinwheel, pinwheel, spinning around. Look at my finger and see what I found. Bad. Here we go. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm the best. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> it feels a little self-aggrandizing. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I'm doing all right. Uh, my name is Chris Plant, and I'm doing pretty well, too. My I name thought. is Russ Rushing, and I'm Okay. <laughs> you lack some of the rhythm. That there. was my favorite Bob Dylan song, is that thing that <laughs> Russ Rushing just Best did. game of me. Uh, this is the besties, as you've almost certainly gathered. We're back for another challenging season of podcast entertainment. Um, we are have again revamped our format, and now it's all in Hebrew. We gotta go <laughs> left to right now. Gonna go left to right. Well, you're actually listening to, to the, you're listening to the end of the podcast. This is how the podcast ends. Oh wait, words go left yep. to right normally. Yes. Yeah. So right to left is probably what we're looking I've for. I've been reading wrong all these fucking years, man. <laughs> uh, um, so New Year, New Us, No Rules, Just Right. Is swearing still okay? Yes. Swearing's back for another big season here at the Besties, uh, where I don't even know if we're gonna pick a best game. We're not. Here's what we're doing. Like, let's just we're tossing out the baby and the bathwater. Yeah. And the tub in which both were housed. But the baby's okay. He's hanging on the tree. Right the now. baby's fine. The baby's going to hang on that tree for about a year, and it's yep. going to create tension. And that there's, tension is what what's going to keep y'all coming back. There's only one competitive element to this show now, and we will address it soon. Uh, but first, I want to say the best thing I played this week was Kentucky Route Zero. Um, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a real game. Does it sound or... like an indie record to you? It does kind of sound like an indie record. Like Fleet Foxes. Kentucky yeah, or Route a, uh, a Bilko. Oh, my God. It, uh, Kentucky Route Zero is an uh, independently developed... Mm-hmm. Uh, Knew that. ...adventure game with a... That feels like, both in aesthetics and, and, and I would say, values, uh, like a spiritual successor to some of uh, LucasArts' uh, headier efforts... Think like the Dig, for example, Loom, Grim Fandango. What now, what you? separates those? What what in particular makes those their headiest, dankest nugs? As well, you because said. they're not goofs. Is I guess it's is not about a crazy here. tentacle. It's not about crazy tentacle. It's not licensed weirdness. It's like a little more mature take on on adventure gaming. Um, and and honestly, Plant, I know you played it, and and. Feel free to, to jump in with me at any point here, but I was was a gog. I think I was I had not heard of this game at all before you pitched it to me. 
I played the first episode and literally was could not conceive of the fact that this is a game that I a have never heard of before. B was coming out in January. Um, it's 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 stunning. I thought it's, it's out already. It's out now, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's out now. It it's it's a ghost story. I think that that's the best way to describe it. It borrows uh, some of the stuff from adventure games from back in the day, but I think what it feels most like is just the ki- like the type of story you'd be told over a campfire. And it doesn't have a lot of gameplay, which I like. I think that's kind of something adventure games have learned. Uh, Walking Dead is a good example mm-hmm. that you, you don't go to an adventure game for the game. You go for the, kind of the story and the experience and it kind of washing over you. And that is a lot of what happens in this. You, you just kind of go from place to pa- place, kind of discovering what's there. And, you, I mean, you could probably speak to that with how driving works in the game, because I think that's really interesting. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, yeah, that's... The, so you, you do go from location to location uh, looking for this this route zero um your delivery driver who uh has to take a package to uh this address that the only way you know to get there is to follow this uh kentucky route zero so people give you directions uh and and you will actually go out zoom out to a map and fall you don't see where the locale is that you're supposed to be headed on on your map it, you actually have to physically follow directions so as you're they'll say you know take a left at the at the uh the the flaming tree that's always burning and and then take a right on peach street or what have you and this and is all happening actually, in real time the like driving mechanics or are you just clicking yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well the, the the cool thing about the driving is it it looks somewhere between a really really simple map and do you remember the old dos games like the green screen games where it was just like green lines that kind of glowed against a black background i remember uniracers like that sure anything super simple and that's what this map looks like it's just like a glowing white lines against black background that looks as primitive as you can possibly get but what's so great about this game is it takes these really really purposely primitive visuals uh from you know the most ancient computer but matches it with unbelievably modern uh sound design 
So you're looking at something that seems, you know, difficult to kind of translate in your head. But what you're hearing is like sounds from a church that you're approaching, uh, you know, choir singing coming through the windows, like the crickets outside, and it all sounds with a good pair of headphones like you're there. And it's, it's that's, really strange that, and disorienting. That's funny because I'm actually working on an Unreal Engine 4 game that sounds like an old ColecoVision game. <laughs> it's about, there's like space marines and they like shoot at each other, but the the guns are like, beep, 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 beep. and then they say like, oh, God, God. The, that was them saying good job to each other. Yeah, you um, actually don't get the dialogue delivered over speakers. It comes off of a binary printer. Uh-huh. Your Xbox just shakes with the with the frequency uh, to produce the sound. It's all the whole thing is so deliberate. Is the best way I can and can describe it. And somebody told me that like they didn't they played it and they they feel like they didn't get it. And I feel like it's a really good example of where I think trying to, I, I mean, there is definitely a linear narrative going on here, but I think it's much more about sense of place and a sense of sort of haunted isolation and and the sense of, uh, you know, exploring this place where you're, you're not really welcome. Um, and it gives you those feelings uh, through, you know, through the, the design, through the sound design, like Chris mentioned, through some of the music cues, which are... There's some electronic music that underscores most of it, and then they've actually there's actually some um, old hymnals and and bluegrass stand uh, old hymns and and bluegrass standards uh, that that sort of underscore s- certain moments of the game. And I can't I don't want to say anything yeah. too specific is, about those. Is the you, dreidel song in it? No. Sorry. Is the there's, dreidel there's, song? There's no, in no it dreidel. No, there's no dreidel. No, song. It takes place in the south. Christian. <clears throat> I don't think that counts as... Is that a hymn, technically? Uh, that's it, our wow. only hymn. We have no other hymns. It's just the dreidel song. <laughs> it's not it's particularly holy. It's like... Uh, it's like I made that shit out of clay, dude. You think that's easy? I bet it's... Tiny golem. Now that we've enticed you, though, to give just maybe a bit more of a clear picture, because I Yeah, I don't really get what you, the you game... You might is. still not fully understand what it looks like. The art design looks like... Have you ever seen Iron Giant? Yes. You're gonna have to go with me on this one. Uh, Iron Giant's art direction, so kind of like the designs that were done to inspire that, and in some ways that that art itself in the game is a lot of what it looks like. It's mm-hmm. this very sleek kind of 60s art-directed style. Uh, and you, it's a 2D game, and you're pointing and clicking wherever you want to go when you are in an actual setting. So, you know, you the opening stage is a gas station, and you go into the gas station and go into the basement, so you're pointing and clicking. But visually, what's so striking about the game is it uses uh, kind of your perception of space uh, to kind of trick what you're actually seeing. So areas that are dark will become light, and the other areas that are light will become dark, kind of fading away. So, you know, when you enter the basement, everything kind of fades into darkness. Or there is one scene where you climb a hill. And the hill's very far away, and you start out very close to the character, where you know he's the only thing on the screen. And as you're climbing, the camera pulls back, hmm. and you know you get smaller on this hill. But since the camera is pulling back, you're also seeing what was behind the camera. So you're kind okay. of seeing hmm. who or what is like seeing him. So it, oh, is it is it Harry Connick Jr.? But he's a hipster and he lives in a junkyard. Uh, the guy is an older uh, junkyard type of worker. Uh, there are similarities. I, I don't. I'm not getting 
and now not to be hung up obviously on the, story. What, the visual game that you're describing is very cool um i don't totally get what and again i don't want to be married to this being yeah. a game where you do stuff but are is it essentially like when you say it's like a classic adventure game uh is it like oh i need to find the hot dog the stuff in the hole you, you that need to find where stops you need the babble to go fish next that what you need to do is find where to go right uh, that's probably and, the best and right. it's not as easy as it would sound, but the weird thing is you can skip all of it. Like, it's one of those games where there's more to find and there's more game and story to find, and it hints at it, and you can choose to go looking for that, uh, or you can kind of stick to the simple story. And when I say ghost story, part of that's why I'm being so dodgy about what actually happens, because I don't want to spoil it, because there's nothing worse than having, you know, a spook story kind of ruined for you. Uh, but a lot of it is like, there's a mysterious woman and her friend and the history of this town and what happened to them and what happened to their family. And as you are just trying to find a way out, you are kind of learning the pieces of this story. Uh, it is $25 for uh, several acts, I guess five acts. Yeah. Uh, and you for right now, you can get uh, the first act for $7. It's at KentuckyRouteZero.com. Um, it's uh, made by Cardboard Computer. It's the, name of the, the length of a long movie, so you can play it with someone and you can play it in one sitting. I thought, I thought the first, act, the, really, the first act's that long. I, Should I be watching Les Mis yeah. while playing the game? I would game? have two hours. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I, I thought it's a long movie. I think it's like. A uh, I thought we were kind of bearish on adventure games that didn't have like dank headshots. I hate to keep using that no. word, but... Do you know what, Griffin? Um, That's a great hmm. point. Because I was, despite loving the story of Walking Dead, I kind of was a... Your a exact words were, your exact words were, hey, Telltale, where's the dank head shots? Right. I, 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 I don't know if it was, it dank or was it swank? You said, where's Hillary swank Hillary's... in this game? Um, she has a gun and she plays Clementine's mom. And she comes back. And she says, I'm here to save you. And then you control like a first person shooting segment where and you just shoot all the, shoot every zombie. You like, shoot her headshot, the one that she mm-hmm. gives at additions. That's right. Right, right. That, that's precisely what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know, guys. I hate for us to be like, I, this is not my opinion. I just Let, am trying I to I don't even know what you're saying. I, I want to take back my opinion from the, the besties best of the year because this was a game where. I have a whole new respect for Walking Dead and just this idea of games that have very, very minimal game to them. Uh, and it is just using the interactive medium to present the story. Is that what let you're me, addressing, but let me, Griffin? Let me, I, I just want to clarify what Griffin's uh, sort of getting at. Uh, that I think that this game doesn't have much quote-unquote game in it? Uh, no, I just... Sorry, let me clarify. I think that position is dumb. <laughs> yeah, he, he's saying what I said. I, I, I'm a dummy. Oh, and okay. He's maybe happy. I um, have you seen Looper? What I'm what I'm doing now is I'm I'm throwing us into that time travel furnace from Looper, so we can go back to to mid December, and I can show you guys how hey, dumb the three of you. Let are. me actually that- say though, that it does. Kentucky Route Zero does the the difference for me in in between Kentucky Route Zero, and this is again after only playing the first act. Uh, it is it never ever does anything it's not good at, great at. It never has you. It never breaks its own spell 
by forcing gameplay onto you, which I feel like uh, Walking Dead did. Yeah, with first-person shooter horribleness. Right. Yeah. It never it never takes you out of the story. It never takes you out of the world by forcing you to do something that isn't uh, that that isn't native to the to the design. Yeah, I I agree um, with that, but can I don't I don't want to be a stickler. I I hate to be that guy. Uh, but Griffin, you don't think that the the furnace in Looper is how they travel through time. That's how they burn the dead bodies. That's what a furnace does. What? No, I meant like no, I meant like the, no. There's a there's a the, the time, time travel machine, machine looks like a, it looks like a furnace. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Russ. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know you don't travel through time when you burn to death. I, I'm just glad I was worried that you, you got go to that heaven. all mixed up. I knew I knew what you're talking. about. It looks about, more like a diving bell, to be honest. But that's fine. Yeah. I knew what you were talking about, but to be fair to Chris, I'm not trying to dismantle this podcast from the inside out. So <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, but you can't, how can you fix something until you take it apart to put it back together again? That was, that was uh, Edison that said that. Was that. And then he killed an elephant. Edison's a fraud. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, there's the heat. He was there's actually inside of the elephant and he said that and then he climbed his way out. That's very brave of the three of you to pick on Edison. That's very brave of the. Th- I'm very <laughs> proud of all of you. Such so, big men. <laughs> Edison can't stand up for himself. Yeah, he's old. Unless, unless he's with us now. Edison, are you here on this call? I'm Hello. Channel. Edison. Hello. Hello, Edison. Hello, Justin. Hi. Are you speaking to us from the Black Mariah? I. This is Edison. Yes. How, how are you? Do you have any lights on? You can thank me for that. Hold on, I'm switching to wax cylinder. Uh, oh my god! Listen, hello, Edison. <laughs> it's me, Justin McElroy. Yes, I. Oh, I know you very well. How do you? Uh, Is Edison like fucking Santa Claus? <laughs> yes. What <laughs> yeah. did you enjoy the light bulbs I left on December twenty fourth, Edison Day? Why did you leave them on the ground of my bedroom is the only problem I had. It was very home alone of you. Oh, I didn't know that you would wake up and slip on them in a comical way. I think you did. I think you maybe were just being a dick. Well, maybe I put cameras in your room because I enjoy watching little boys slip on my greatest invention. Wait. (laughs) Wait, hold on. You take pictures of little boys while they sleep? You're, no, why they slip on his great? Why they slip on his? Well, but before that yeah. happened, you were sleeping. Oh no, no, no! Don't don't twist old Papa Edison's words. <laughs> why? Uh, why did you kill that elephant, Papa Edison? It, oh, oh, oh! It's breaking up. The the whole in time is breaking up. Oh, oh. Thanks, Papa Edison. Thanks, huh. Papa. It's a good thing hey, you survived we... that furnace. Wow, that was that was strange. We made it 15 and a half minutes into the new year before one of us did a dumb goddamn voice. <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good voice, I thought. That was Edison. a good, that was great. Uh, th- and also, it wasn't Russ doing it, which I was true. surprised. That's the, that's the shocker. We're bucking trends that's right now. series premiere shocker. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties what is what has happened to you guys this week anything interesting uh i went to montreal have you ever been there okay oh, that's, that's your, your that's... pitch do we want to explain how halftime is going to work let me explain how halftime is going to work now we didn't want to get rid of competition uh completely so each of us will be giving a a synopsis of our halftime anecdote a TLDNR, if you will, uh, and then we will decide on which anecdote we, we would like to hear. Um, so, Chris, what what's uh, what happened to you this week? I got farted on by an old guy. You changed your story, no, you, obviously, you... to make it sexier. That, listen, he he didn't we didn't have he didn't have the foresight. Uh, I you got farted on by an old guy, mm-hmm. Griffin. Um. I don't know. I started. I started. Ex- I started really churning my legs on an exercise machine. Okay. Just trying to get my legs good. Okay, that's all you get, Justin. It's really bad. No, stop Leah, talking. I watched Leah Thompson's career disintegrate before my eyes. Okay. That's, as I played Mr. Case Files, Shadow Lake. That's pretty good. I met the mayor of New York City, Mike Bloomberg. That happens all the time. Yeah. And I think it's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys want to hear? Uh, I want to hear Justin's. 
Okay. Can I can I go back in time? No. I thought I thought of a way better one. Okay, Griff. I made a I made a protest game in Unity. I made a game protesting the the American policies. I really want to hear that. Yeah, I think I want to hear that. Oh, I mean, the very first prototype they teach you to make when you're learning Unity. And let me tell you guys about it because you're not. You're uh, you're still on the outside of this industry, sort of looking in, you know, and then writing about what you see through those frosty window panes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the inside, the first game that they make you make is a protest game. Really? To well, no, they make a prototype where you shoot balls at a big stack of bricks, a big wall of bricks. But uh, if you're clever and you paid attention to the part of the book where they taught you how to make things different colors, you can make that wall of bricks look like the american flag oh my god heresy well it's not i mean it's not first of all ain't no log in it you know but second of all somebody has to stand up somebody has to stand up and take a stand i thought in unity you just make like a cube and that's like the first game that you make it's like you're walking around a cube you make cube you guys remember that youtube video no uh yeah i remember a cube we Um, almost uh there I mean, was a this... name we almost uh, we almost took Polyverse from mm-hmm. Cube for the name of our site. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been a good from site. the movie Cube. No, no. from the uh, from the hit YouTube video Cube. Okay. Well, um, I officially regret picking uh, Griffin. That's because um, you haven't played my protest game. Uh, you would play it and be like, I get it. I get what he's. <laughs> I thought I get what he was saying. Like some of these. So are you saying? Policies. Is it is it wrong for me to ask what you're saying? Uh, the impression that I'm getting is that you're saying uh, bricks or balls should be thrown at a stack of bricks in the shape and color of the American flag. You don't have a gift for metaphor, do you, Rex? You really don't understand what I'm saying. Oh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, literal? Have you ever listened to the music of Woody Guthrie? Yeah. Then He, he I, did that's, um, that's, Annie Hall, right? That is the codex. <laughs> Goon. That is the codex that you have to use to solve this Da Vinci Code-esque okay, metaphor. Okay, so I need to be really stoned first, and then what? Mm-hmm. And then you throw balls at a stack of bricks. It looks like the American flag. And, and then clear. when you do it, you'd be like, May I, you know what? I really have changed my position on unmanned drone strikes. You know? I really do yeah. have I do have stronger and different opinions on the Patriot Act. I think that I think I'm gonna make a lot of headway on the App Store. Because they have shown like a huge tolerance for games that take a, a political position. Why didn't if you... you made a game right now called Don't Take Mogonzo Obama? I mm-hmm. bet it would rocket number did one. you say don't take my gonzo obama <laughs> don't take the character gonzo from the second muppets film obama please leave him in there don't tie him up in court why does he love chicken so much sorry gonzo oh you you make gonzo, gonzo. Yeah. you Not motherfucker obama. oh no russ oh god I'm i would make, make gonzo I, you're the I'm one who make went... a russ frustic protest game on unity that's gonna be my I second i said chickens project. too like the it's animal it's gonna be a it's going to be a tower of bricks that are shaped like Rush Frustic, and you knock it down for the things that he says without realizing he's saying. I think he's doing a fine job of that on, on, uh, by himself. I don't think you need to step in there and help him dismantle the Rush Frustic, the, the Rush Frustic image, mm-hmm. if you will. It's, if I may. it's a brand. The Rush Frustic brand, I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, look for it. L- look for it. It's coming out. It's on uh, Steam Greenlight. So all the, all the likes you can give me on there, I'd appreciate it. Okay. How many achievements can I earn? It's really just one, but the achievement is patriotism. Okay. And it's sorry, you don't get any points for it. It's just inside your heart. I an eagle, from... an eagle will come to your house and land on your shoulder when you get it. So, 
I want to hear from Russ about uh, what the best thing he played this week was. What are we saying now? The best Dark game Souls. that I played this week? Best mm-hmm. thing I played this week. You don't need to give me a hint. I know what I was going to say. Dark well, Souls. You also don't need to clarify that when you play something, it's a game. Okay. The best video game device piece of software that I played, but not like played like an instrument, played like a game with a controller i'm confused like a sport like a baseball sport no 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 no. so you know how they have sports where you like swing the bat around mm-hmm. well imagine the bat isn't there you're just holding a controller that controls the bat sort of like um international players anthem like player like yeah. playing it, it's also very similar to playing a harp okay anyway the best game that i played this week is dark souls which came out about a year and a half ago um can we I guess this would be a good point in the show to mention that we're not just I don't I forget, I don't know the best way because if we say we're not talking about new games anymore no like, so I would I say like fifty percent of the people listening are like oh right. well bye more often well, here let me put about this well to that one guy that just left let me say this is our show and we'll talk about whatever we damn well please how's that grab you yeah yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I would say the majority of the games that we're going to be talking about are new games but in this case I had never played Dark so Dark Souls before. And uh, remedied that fact over the last uh, two weeks, and um, it was a mostly entertaining experience. Tell me about like the. Did you finish it? I did. did you solve it. Yes. I Tell sl- me about like the the gen like first few hours. Like, what was your initial reaction? Yeah. So my, I'm sure you've heard like everything about yeah, it. Yeah. So not to give a plug, but there's actual vid- video evidence of the first few hours of me playing this game. If you search today, I played Dark Souls on youtube or polygon you'll probably see the video but uh my first few hours were harrowing to say the least i'd been warned multiple times that the game is very hard but i sort of wanted to do something new and didn't ask for any pointers before i started playing and it was sort of a disaster i ended up dying many 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 times on like the first few enemies in the game because i guess i was going the wrong way you definitely were going the wrong way yeah, well, yeah. So then I called Mike. trying to do? Oh, you were trying to go. I was trying to go after through the skeletons. <clears throat> because and in this game, you are told you can go up and down. When yeah. in fact, you can only go up. So you get past or the down tutorial. Or sideways. The tutorial took me like a half hour to beat, and you get past the tutorial, and essentially this AI guy is like, "Hello, welcome to our land. You must ring bells that are upwards and downwards." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'll go downwards." So I go downwards, and I get killed by skeletons about 30 times. That's not even the right downwards. I mean, I'm go- yeah, right. You're, you're completely right. But <laughs> it is going downhill, so I figured, sure. well, there you go. You are southbound. And some- I think that's a lot about the game where they explain very little, and people sort of champion that, and that's fine. I'm, I'm down with like not giving too much player direction. I don't need a waypoint showing me where my next objective is. What I don't dig on is having major gameplay elements like humanity never fucking expl- oh, explained yeah. in the game. Not and this is all. like like you're seeing a giant fucking number next to your health that indicates humanity, but you have and no they idea. They actually, as soon as you get like past the tutorial, like a prompt shows up, and it's only like five or six words. And it's like, use humanity for kindling. And it's like... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because yeah. I recognize yeah. those words. Right. And you're only able to identify the articles in that sentence. <laughs> right. and everything else is like 
I understand what humanity is because I have it in life. And kindling, I guess, is a weird way to say stuff you put in fire. Yeah. But you don't know that it doubles the amount of Estes flasks that you get because that's a crazy fucking thing to think about without <laughs> having anybody tell you it. Yeah. So that it, it's annoying that they have mechanics like that. I don't know why there are ghosts running around. I beat the fucking game and I still don't know how to enter someone else's world. Like, that's weird. Um, that, so, the, the PvP especially. I've beaten the game twice now, actually. And I have only done, like, the PvP once. Um, I never actually was able to get in. The DLC has, like, a PvP arena that I wasn't even able to get into. Yeah, I was able um, to summon a guy, but I couldn't figure out how to enter other people's worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's a bunch... Very, it's really difficult even to do that. Like, summoning a dude is, like, one of the most basic multiplayer components. And even then, like, you have to wait around for somebody to find your mark and, like, be the appropriate level. No, there wasn't into- a mark. It was just I was running by a bonfire, and there was, like, a ghost, and I clicked on it, and it summoned, like, an AI guy. Uh, not an AI guy. Sorry, it was an actual player. Uh, summoned an actual player and he helped me try to beat a boss he but, didn't like kill everybody around you and then throw you off of a no he was surprisingly helpful uh I that's know, nice i know chris plant had a more negative experience with uh summoning people yeah it was bad he got invaded and then kicked off a ledge or something no <laughs> the first time somebody came on they just stood next to me like for minutes and i stood there like waiting like i'm gonna cut you if you did you wave closer. And then I did. I, I, after he didn't do anything, I was, like, signaled, and then he signaled back, and then he, like, kind of went forward. Like, he was guiding the way, right? And I was like, oh, he's going to help me. Cool. And he took me to uh, a store, a, a guy or whatever, and I, I, like, clicked on the store, and while I was in the store, he just cut me down. Yeah, that's and then right. And then he sent me an <laughs> Xbox Live message that said, hey, welcome to Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> So That's like are... the pilot episode of the OC. That's exactly <laughs> what you just described. Welcome to Dark Souls, bitch. I'm gonna go back with my water polo buds. I'm a little sick of the analogies between the OC and Dark Souls, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's a little played out. Uh, so uh, after all that sort of complaining that I just did over the last five or ten minutes, uh, you might think, well, why is this the best game that he played over the last two weeks? It actually, it once you get past the um, obtuse craziness of dark souls is actually a really good game to be found in like the combat feels really like rewarding and like the character like the way you customize weapons is really cool and uh i think the way they built the world is awesome like i can't think it i i said the first time i played it it is the best like castlevania game oh yeah it It feels feels like like a a 3d symphony of the night absolutely Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the the set pieces are all very dramatic and and unique. Like, going through the second time and playing it, I remembered every single place I went to. It's like, okay, now we're going into the the Dark Root Basin. I remember this place perfectly. And I especially like the fact that they don't cheat by using, like, portals. You, like, literally everything connects to one another in, like, a Mm -hmm. reasonable way. Like, oh, this elevator goes directly down to where I started, even though it took me 45 minutes to get there. There's there's one or two exceptions there to are, that rule, but right. like yeah, that is cool, especially when you like think like oh Jesus, I can't believe I have to run all the way from point A to point B, and then you discover like a secret entrance that saves you. Like saving time is like the ultimate commodity in Dark Souls. Like when you find a new bonfire, it's like the best thing ever because you've been working towards it for yeah you know hours to try and try and make it to that checkpoint. 
Yeah, I think it's um, pretty excellent. Uh, and I think the only way you can really play it is either you have someone that played a ton of it and you can like call them and ask for help, or you just spend like hours going through the maniac uh, Dark Souls wikis that like explain all the gameplay mechanics to you because the, the game does not throw you any sort of bone whatsoever. Except for the monsters that throw their jagged bones at you. Yeah, or or the homeward bone. <laughs> yes, that's a that is a thing. Uh, I do want to mention one more thing though. Blight Town is the worst level in a video game ever made. Ever. Definitely, definitely. How that frame Blight rate teach you? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, Blight Town is Blight Town's where you can get that really bad poison. You you have platforming, right? Like horrible platforming. Horrible platforming. Wasps <laughs> following you. Uh, uh, the entire oh my god! And the frame rate. Like all of the ground is covered in a substance that kills you. Yeah, that's the whole floor and, of Blighttown. And Blight also, Town. if you don't look directly at your feet and you look into the distance at all, the frame rate drops to uh, about six. Yeah, around six or five. Yeah, I actually didn't know that trick about looking down at your feet, so I just sort of trudged on through that horror. Uh, I really hope that in the next game they realize, like, oh, we are terrible at platforming. Let's never do that again. Do, but, do you know who I feel bad for, though? Who? The people that had to review Dark Souls. Yeah, so I was talking, I remember, to, I was talking to Phil Kohler about it, because he, I think, did the review for Game Informer or whatever. He reviewed it with no guidance whatsoever, and, like, f- first of all, went through the catacombs way earlier than anyone was supposed to. Like, he had no... I have no idea how he finished that game. Yeah, I imagine that there was... I imagine that there was, like, a secret... Like, a midnight society of game reviewers that just, like, got together every night. Just like, man, help me out. What do I do with that Hydra? I guess if you played Demon Souls, that might help, but... I'm actually stoked about the Dark Souls 2 turning into, like, a weird... Like, every day for the first couple weeks after that's out is going to be recess in the mid 1980s just yeah. like a, a bunch of like whispered myth and and uh, y- you know riddles and, and whatnot i will put a bo- i will cut out a poster and tape it to my wall i mean yeah. it does have like it had uh, so many games nowadays come at you with like it's got old school sensibilities or they probably don't say sensibilities because that's not a good marketing word but they say right. like this game is old school look at the pixel art but like it's, I feel like games like Dark Souls really do capture that. We're not going to tell you what to. The constant sense of there is something bigger going on, just below the surface that I cannot see. But man, when I see it, man, it's going to be sweet. It's yeah. going to be so so nice. Yeah, it. Um, they did a really good job. Uh, I just get annoyed with the people that, like, any complaint that's leveled against this game, like you, people were. When I complained about it on Twitter, people were yelling at me for complaining about Blight Town. Or they were saying, well, that's, you know, once you've been through Blight Town, that, that's the training you need to get through the rest of the game. Right. Fuck right. you. <laughs> that is just bad game design. Uh, so, but overall, I really, really dug it. And, but uh, isn't, isn't there something to be said about, like, years from now, when somebody's like, what's the most unpleasant thing that's ever been in a game for you like you are gonna remember these sense memories of like blight town is for people who haven't played a vertically stacked shanty 
of like thin, rickety. Sometimes the walkways like even move out from underneath your feet and you fall to your death. And like if you don't find the ladders that you need to climb down from level to level, and there's like 25 levels that you have to climb down through. But eventually you die so many times that you start looking for ways to throw yourself down <laughs> like the cliffside and still like land on something and live. And so you'll try that for like an hour. Like what what platform a hundred feet below me can I fall to and still have like a little bit of life left? And then like, how can I fall down this city and still be alive? But like, ultimately that doesn't work either. Like it's the worst. It's terrible. It's the, it's terrible, but like, I, I don't know. Like it's so memorable. It's so memorably terrible. I think that it almost circles back around like looper. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that no, I can. No, uh, no, we're, we're going down that road. It is <laughs> kind of like looper. It's just bad. There are some parts that are just, and that's what makes it so irritating, is that I think they used the the difficulty as a cop-out a lot of times for just not refining something. I just don't get This is what I don't get. right now, Justin, that you caved at Anne Orlando and you couldn't get over? Oh, yeah, you stopped there. You stopped yeah. at Anne Orlando. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got it. I two got people, it. At least two people on this podcast are in the Big Boy Clean Plate Club because <laughs> we finished our dinner. We Can took all you, of our I, medicine. I tried to go back. I actually should try to go back. Talking to Frustic, one made me want to go back. And when I started, I was in the depths. And this is because this is the second playthrough. Wait, I, wait, I what? Oh, you beat it already? No, no. What do you mean I, it's the second playthrough? So I got to, I got to uh, Anne Orlando with my pyromancer, which and, is about halfway. <clears throat> it's about the halfway point through yeah, the game, yeah. but it's also it features the most probably the, the, the most difficult boss battle in the game. If not. That's where I was like, you know what? I'm just not. I'm not going to anymore. Uh, and 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 I got to that point. And then I restarted with a sorcerer, and I got apparently like level fifty. And then I got to the depths, and like I I turned the game back on, and I was. It was the. It was almost like a great metaphor for Dark Souls itself because I turned it on. I was in a a sewer. I had no idea which direction to go, and as soon as I stepped out of the door, a slime fell off the ceiling onto my head and killed me. <laughs> like, well, I think I'm good with my progress in Dark Souls. I think I'm okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you didn't get – I mean, you didn't – I know. feel like it's going to haunt you basically your whole life, like an it, albatross hanging, hanging around your neck that you just couldn't muster – no, I, I mean no, no doubt it does. I, I, I think that's probably going to happen. It's really oh, and, Russ, and the Kaiser Soze right? ending. Let me tell you, like oh, no one, man. gosh, you did not okay. think that bonfire was behind that whole thing. Does anybody want to say anything else about video games they played this week? Um, yeah, I mean, look for the. I'm going to upload my my Patriot game onto some pirate sites. Um. I'm trying to keep it like as indie as possible. Do you have Mac support, Griffin? I do not have Mac support. What about Linux? It only it's only on uh, Linux. And, okay. Uh, but you have to run the Linux on a TI eighty three. So okay. It's so I'll, uh, I'll play Street Fighter two in that. It's what you might call a limited release. Yep. Look for us on Kickstarter though. Awesome. I only need seven hundred fifty <laughs> Gs to make this dream come true. <laughs> The other thing about this is that Griffin is getting the Indiana Jones license. That's the other big <laughs> Yeah, you should know. Expense. I'm shooting for that. I hear they got uh, it to give, though. So we'll see. 
that's going to do it for us this week on the besties. Wait, wait. Uh, don't we have to talk about what we're going to do next week? I feel like we've made some sweeping changes that we just haven't explained. Yeah, I okay. think you should explain that, and then we should do it really quick. I, I'm tired of talking. Okay, do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, do it. So, so at the end of each besties now, we talk about, hey, maybe maybe we'll talk about it next week. And in case you weren't aware, uh, at least two, but ideally all of us, uh, will have actually played the games we're talking about each week. You know, so we have discussion and not just let's, monologues. Let's also address the fact that we're basically giving up the King of the Hill weekly game, best game model. Since at the end of the year, so many of the games that we talked about were either completely not acknowledged by that model or had like actively been shot down by that model and came back. Like It's, it's kind of, I don't know, guys, it's kind of arbitrary. The good and, like, news the games- is... These are the best games we've played. These are the best. We're not going to talk about like shitty games unless they're so shitty. Um, so like, I don't I think less King of the Hill, more Oprah's Book Club. I love it. So anyway, at the at the end of each episode, we're going to talk about hey, uh, here's something I played. I think the rest of you should play it, and maybe we can talk about it next week. Has anyone uh, has anyone played DMC? Uh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll uh, play that. Plant Plan is going to be playing DMC. Um, I'll play DMC. Uh, you know what you guys should play if you haven't yet? And it's a little bit old, but it just came out on Mac. A little game called Legend of Grimrock. That's been on Mac for a while. Oh. It was in a bundle from, like, last fall. I bought it in the Humble Bundle, and I thought that's when the first time it came out on Mac was. Yeah, but that was, like, fall. No, that was three weeks ago. It was Humble Bundle 7. Just happened. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to try to – I'm going to grab uh, Cart Life. Cause oh yeah, Plant told me that that's really good. Uh, so I'm gonna grab that. So maybe we can talk about that next week. Oh, next week also, um, uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes comes out on iOS. Oh, that I'm excited for. I'll I'm play ex- that. I'm so excited. I I got I played that game for like five minutes on. DS. I never really played it on uh, DS, so I'm looking forward to that's it. That's gonna be that's probably gonna be mine because I don't have like a lot of money. Yeah, I'm I'm not asking you guys like actively for a handout, but like I don't. I'm just gonna. Let me just say, I don't have a lot of money. Okay. So do with that information what you want, what you will. Great. And that's going to do it for us here on The Besties. Uh, Make sure to keep listening every week if you want and subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. And Polygon.com is our website where we're doing all the games. We would Uh, love, we would all love your feedback too on on this format that we have now. As long as your feedback doesn't involve us going back to the old shitty format that we had. Thank you it so doesn't much. Work. Thank, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that's going to do it for us this week on the Besties. Make sure to join again next Friday on the Besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties! Besties!